Hey there, welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson. I'm here to dish out practical advice to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. So you know we're going to be covering ground in the real estate industry. But you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Heather, good morning. Good morning, Christy. How are you? Good. Good. Well, I'll just be frank. There's a lot of money to be made in real estate. And if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, as we all know. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to talk with you today about building wealth in real estate and property management. Yeah. And I had a goal when I first started buying real estate investment properties in my early 30s that I would want to have everything paid off by the time I was 50 so that if I chose to retire on my investments, I could do so, that there'd be enough income coming in to sustain my lifestyle. And we had Alicia Griffith on with the Wilson Group last season. We did. And she spoke so well about her investing in real estate. And I'm just going to carry that a little bit further today about building wealth and how you do it. And then once you do it, also about property management. If you don't want to manage properties you own, how the Wilson Group can help you with that with our full service property management division. Yeah, let's do it. That's great. We'll just jump in. So I think the first thing you have to do is to decide what you want or what you like to do and what your financial objective other than the obvious of making money. What's your goal? You know, what's your objective? And when I ask that, when I'm sitting down with a potential investor, some of the questions I like to ask is, do you want a long-term hold of rental property or are you wanting to do short-term rentals like Airbnbs or VRBOs? Do you want to just flip homes without ever doing anything to them? Meaning you're basically just selling or assigning your contract for a fee. Mm-hmm. So like you go under contract for something for 200000 and you're selling that contract for two twenty-five. So you're making $25,000 on the sale of that contract. Um, or do you want to buy, renovate, resell? A lot of people love that fix it up, resell yeah. the property. And are you more interested in residential or commercial properties? You know, both both are very different animals. So you want to look at the objectives there. And are you wanting to invest in your home base, like are just in Nashville or Middle Tennessee? Or do you want a beach or mountain or city property that you can rent out? And block time for yourself and your family to use. So there's a lot of questions that I ask my investors of when they're wanting to have investment property in their portfolio of what you want. So like for me, I'm a long-term hold rental property person. When I buy my rental property, I just like to keep it and pay it off and go. Yeah. Right? Some people don't have the, you know, that's not what they want to do. So I want to talk a little bit about what everyone's objective is. And then once you've decided what you want to do, then what you need to do next. Okay. So the first things, let's start with what you want to do next. The first thing is call a great realtor, preferably a Wilson Group realtor, (laughs) because I think we are the most well-trained in the investment space. And I think there are so many realtors out there who don't understand how to look at numbers, how to look at property, how to look at what fits your need and how to listen to what your objective is. Right. So that's the first thing is call a great realtor to assist you. The market is 
almost just too frenetic to try to do this on your own because people who want to say, I want to be in that area. Well, how do you get it, even get into that area when so much sells before it even mm-hmm. goes on the market? The second thing you need to do is to meet with your banker to decide what type of financing you need to line up. A lot of investment property won't be able to be purchased with a traditional mortgage. Some will now, so you could use your mortgage person, but a lot of times you're going to have to go directly to your banker. And so what you want to be prepared for as you meet with your banker is you're going to want to have your profit and loss sheet and and how much you're worth and where your assets are and what your debts are. They're going to look hard at what kind of risk you are are in addition to the property. So you want to create that relationship with your banker. And then you're going to want to break down your different types of properties. So first, let's talk about the long-term hold. That's the rental property. And for, mm-hmm. for because of time, let's just focus on residential real estate right now. I mean, that's my wheelhouse is residential. Yeah. So on a piece of rental property, how do you figure your return? You know, so many agents don't even know how to figure a return out for their client. So you want to figure out what you're going to be making on your money, right? And so does it make sense to invest this in real estate or does it make it sense to invest it in the stock market, right. you know, or maybe in a startup company? What is that return going to be? And in Nashville and in many metro markets right now, the returns are a little slim, a little thin. You know, if you can get 7%, that's you're doing pretty good. I'm seeing a lot of people be comfortable with five or six. When I started in real estate, I mean, you wanted 10%. It wasn't worth doing if you couldn't get a 10% return. Mm-hmm. But looking at where values in the market are and where rents are, it's really those margins have shifted just sure, a little bit. Sure, they have bit. in the last four years, three years. I would say 10 years. Okay. Really in the past 10 years, coming out of the recession, 2011, 2012, when our prices just started shooting up, it, it was crazy how the return shifted. And and to speak to that, a lot of times people are like, well, what if the market crashes and I lose all that money on my rental property? Well, during the great recession years ago, rents went up because so many people had to rent and there wasn't enough rental. So owning rental property was a great investment, even though your value was very, very stable or maybe slightly declining, your rents were going up. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have problem. You were probably cash flowing regardless, unless you got a crazy mortgage that had a weird call to it that, you know, made it adjust high. And on your long-term hold, your financing most likely if you're going to need to put 20% down on that piece of property. Some mortgage companies do have a 10% down on your investment property, but the majority of them will have that 20% down. If you have more than, I believe the number is five rental properties, then you're not going to be able to get traditional Fannie Mae financing and you're going to have to go to bank financing. Okay. And then the next question, where and what to look for? So where do you want to invest? My dad always told me, invest in where you know. And that is totally how I invest. I I don't have any, well, let me back up. I have made a a couple of mistakes when I dipped my toe into some property in Florida at one time and then the market crashed. I mean, everybody had some issues with that. But, you know, the clarity of hindsight is, listen to your dad. I should have only stayed in Nashville, right? Mm -hmm. And so I only invest in Nashville. I specifically like West Nashville because that's where I live. And I like to be close to my properties in mm-hmm. case they they need attention. And which brings you to the question, do you self-manage 
or do you use a property manager? So when I first started investing, I used, or I self-managed because I only had, you know, two properties. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to self-manage. And then as you start acquiring more properties and you're working full time, you're going to want to hire a property manager. Right. Which we'll talk about a little bit there. Now, if you're looking at the short-term rental, you're going to want to do the same thing. You want to figure your return. And and the short-term rental is a little bit different because, mm-hmm. okay, that's sort of the roll of the dice of when your short-term rental is going to be occupied, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's certain times of the year where it's going to be really hot. And in Nashville right now, most of the time things are really hot, but a lot of that depends on your location. If you're close to downtown, yeah, you, you're going to stay rented. If you're out of town, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're going to know where you want to look for stuff like that. You're also going to have to look at the zoning and the codes and what is allowed to be purchased Sure. As a short-term rental, there's a lot of different hoops in the short-term rental market. And on that, your management is very different too, because you're advertising through the Airbnb or VRBO portals in all probability. And there's a lot of different taxes and expenses that you'll have that you won't have in the long-term rental. Right. You know, so do you have any rental property? I do not. You do not. Do you want to? I want to. Good. I want to. You know, this is my fifth year in real estate. Right. And so I have definitely thought about it. And I feel like when I can get the teenagers out of my house. There you go. Yeah. That is definitely a goal. That is just around the corner. Now, would you prefer to do short-term rental or long-term rental? Long-term. Long-term. Yeah. Long-term rental. Yeah. It's interesting because I talked to so many different people. Some people love their short-term rental, that's all they want to do. And other people like me, I just love my long-term rental. And some people have a mixture of both. Right. So I think your appetite could be could be either. And so you just really have to think, again, about what your objective is and talk to professionals or people who are experienced in doing it who have had both good luck mm-hmm. and bad luck right? with the whole thing. Now, the other thing that people love, and HGTV has made this even more a love affair, <laughs> is the to buy, renovate, and resell. Yeah. And I've done numerous of, of these. Now everybody calls these flips. Mm-hmm. Back when I was growing up in real estate, a flip was truly, you bought it and sold it in basically in the same day. Yeah. And so what people call flips today is they interchange selling a home as flipping a home, which sort of runs all over me, but (laughs) but that's okay. It's the vernacular of today. Um, So when you're looking to buy, fix up and resell, you really have to start backwards. You do. You You know, you have to look a what location you want, you know, and, and look at what the values of things are selling for and then back into your numbers. And to do that, I mean, you almost have to whiteboard this, mm-hmm. right? So that's where your realtor really helps. So if you buy something, you figure it's going to take three to four months to renovate it. You have to almost sort of project what that value is going to be out three to four months. Mm-hmm. I advise my investor clients in this. Let's look at it as today's numbers. Let's be super conservative and say the market's not going to go up in the next three to four months because that's just a crapshoot right there. You know, we've been very, very blessed the past three years that it has gone up. But let's say something happens and it doesn't. So let's focus on today's numbers as your future sale price. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. 
We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 1761767. Now, let's look at what it's going to cost to carry that property. So when you sell it, you're going to have closing costs to sell. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, so you'll want to subtract that out. You're also going to have costs to carry. So if you have a mortgage on that property during that time or any type of interim financing, you're going to have that note to pay. You're going to have taxes, insurance. You're going to have uh, permitting fees. You're going to have all different types of fees in holding that property. Then you're going to want to very carefully look at what the cost to renovate that property is going to be. And then I would double it because especially if you're a first time renovator, Everything lately is so unpredictable with supply chain issues, with the cost of supplies, with the cost of labor. So be conservative on those numbers, Mm -hmm. okay? And then you're also going to want to subtract what your closing costs to purchase that property were. When you purchase any property, you have closing costs there. So you've got to subtract that out too because that plays against your bottom line. It does. So once you subtract all of that out from that future sale price, subtracting out what you paid for the property, that's what's left over. And if that number meets your goal of what you're trying to make, then that's a win on a property. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people say, well, I want to make 10% or I want to make 20%. Sometimes those numbers aren't congruent. So if you put your 10%, 20% profit number in there too, you may go negative. So you're going to have to either buy something that's going to garner you a higher sales price Mm -hmm. or you're going to have to buy that property for less. Right. I always say, make your money on the front end. Yeah. You know, we can't predict the future. All you can control is what's right in front of you. Right. And that's hard to do in Nashville right now. So hard to do. And that's why this scenario is tricky. It has slowed down for me. I've had clients, probably it's been at least a year and a half Mm -hmm. since we've done this. And since the market has really picked up in Nashville, it's been really hard to find those, I guess, deals is what you would call them, to go in and, and have the numbers work and make sense with what the cost is yep. today and the supply chain. That's right. And Heather, I don't know if, well, I know you remember this, but back in November of 2021, when Zillow announced that they were closing down their what's called iBuying yeah. program and laying off 25% of their staff. Mm-hmm. And for those of y'all don't, who don't know, Zillow iBuying is where they would come and buy your house. Right. And based on their estimate, then they would fix up all the things they needed to do to put it in market condition. Mm-hmm. Well, what they found out, they were paying too much for those houses by the time they put what they needed to put into it to make any money. And they were losing money. And so that that business model didn't work for them. Yeah. And so they had about 9,000 homes across the country yeah. in their inventory that they were that they were going to... I don't think they fire sold because those markets are hot markets. Right. But they either flatlined on them or lost money on them. Right. Otherwise, they would have they kept that, that part of their business going. And so, so many of our first-time investors 
are, are facing the same thing. It's just, it's a hard business model to sustain in a hot, hot market like it this. It is, it is. And I think one lesson that came out of that, I'm, not, I'm sure Zillow's not saying this, Yeah, but real estate is hyper-local. Yes. And you really need to know your neighborhood, your area of town. What I know about one area of town may not translate, not even... 10 miles down the road. That's right. And so you really need to work with an agent who knows that area well. Well, I remember, Heather, we were going on a listing appointment together and you said, oh my gosh, I have never been in this yeah. part of town. I'm like, really? Yeah. I said, I love yes. this part of town. And yeah. um, and so it's true. There's just so many places, even though you're in Nashville, but where there's micro markets right. everywhere. Absolutely. And when years ago I heard the phrase, Real estate's a lot like weather. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very local to that market. And what's happening in Bellevue today, weather-wise, it may be pouring down rain, and it may be sunny and perfect in Hermitage. It's crazy like you know, that. But it that's like real is. estate. It's, mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing. So as you're thinking of your objectives on what you want to do in investment property, sit down with someone like Heather or myself or a Wilson Group agent to really talk you through and connect you with people who have done it mm-hmm. or people you can get advice from and, or share experience with and connect you with good lenders because not all lenders do this either. You're going to want to go to a community bank like Studio Bank. Studio Bank's one of our sponsors here on yeah. the Moving Up podcast. They are awesome in working with investors in the real estate space. Very creative. So yeah, so I would highly encourage you um, talking to Jeff Devereaux or one of the investment guys over at Studio Bank. So let's let's focus now on long-term hold and property management. So we do have a property management division here at the Wilson Group. Right now we have about 250 doors under management. It is a wonderful, wonderful service that we can provide to our investor clients. And we have several levels of service. We have the, the gold standard, which is the full service property mm-hmm. management uh, service where we... Advertise and market your property for rent. We show the property. We thoroughly vet the tenant to make sure that they are qualified Mm -hmm. to be a tenant in your property. And then we get them to sign the lease, collect the deposit, and go. And we have everything streamlined through an amazing software program that keeps everything super simple for you, the owner. And what I love about our property management division is I get notes not only from our owners, from our managers who who provide such great service, but also from tenants yeah. who said, oh my gosh, I had no idea a property manager could be nice and get stuff done. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not jerks here. Right. No, they're great. They, they are great. And, and also, you know, we take everything with a grain of salt. Some tenants are just pathological liars. <laughs> and they want some for nothing. Not yeah. all y'all, but there's yeah. maybe, you know, 5%. And yes. uh, there's that 5% rule. And so, you know, we sort of see through that sometimes. But that full service property management, that's what I use with, mm-hmm. with the company. And they take care of everything. Um, the toilet breaks or the heat and air goes out or you name it. The lawn care is gone. Everything happens. And then at the end of the month, I get a statement showing what expenditures were made and a check gets deposited into my account. Um, well, it's an ACH, it's not a check, but you know, right. you get a direct deposit and it's just so easy. And then at the end of the year, you get your statement, you give that to your CPA and boom. You're done. So it's like mailbox money. 
Yeah, I have referred clients to the Wilson Group property management who have purchased investment properties through me, and they have had nothing but compliments. Yeah. Just makes it easy. I am so glad. And I'm just going to add this too, and I know I'm, I'm plugging my company, but we've taken over management from other property management companies and learned the experiences that they have had with their property management company. And A, my jaw just sort of drops. I'm like, oh my God, how does someone stay in business giving that kind of service, right? Well, clearly they 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 won't because mm-hmm. they leave and come to us. But make sure if you are considering a property management company, it's not all about the money. You get what you pay for. True. So if you're getting a super discounted rate on your property management fee, because there is a monthly fee associated sure. with that, understand what you're getting. And don't only talk to the owner of the company, talk to the manager and ask for references. Talk to Mm -hmm. other owners that they've managed for. I mean, I would be more than happy to give references on any of the properties we manage because I feel like we, I don't feel, I know for a fact that we do a good job for our owners and for our tenants. So as y'all are considering, if you're a future investor out there and want property management services, Talk to the different ones and ask questions and ask for references. Yeah, good you know? tips. And, and speak to those references. Don't just read the reference. Ask some tough questions. You still own that property, mm-hmm. and that manager needs to treat it like you would treat it, right? Because there's nothing worse than going to your property, and it looks like it's in the ghetto or something, right. you know, that that manager hasn't checked on the property. They haven't set foot in the property that they've just, they got the lease signed and they went away until it was time to renew the lease the next year. Right. You know, you need someone checking on your property regularly. Mm -hmm. So the other service that we do is it's a partial service and this is called tenant placement. So a lot of people do want to manage their own property and they're really good at it. Or maybe this is their first foray into management and they say, well, I'm just going to try it, you know, and see what it is. So what we can do for you there is we will advertise and market your property, show the property, vet the tenant, and put them in a lease and then hand the lease over to you and then you manage it from Mm -hmm. there. So then you're not paying the management fees. You're just paying a placement fee to get the right tenant into your property. We've been very successful with that. Some people love managing the property after that. Right. Some people have a taste of it after three, four months and say, oh my God, this is not for me. Yes. Take this off my plate, Take please. this off my plate. That's right. Once you have to start reminding your tenant to drip their faucets because we're about to have freezing weather and you find out that they're out of town for the holidays and you don't have a key to get in the house and those pipes burst and they ruin, you know, $10,000 worth of hardwood floors, you will probably want to hire a property management company. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things you just don't think of. Mm -hmm. So where we are trained and, and have the processes in place to remind the tenant, hey, it's the holidays. If you're leaving to go out of town, make sure you open your cabinet doors, leave a faucet dripping, keep your, do not turn your heat off. Set right. your heat. To, if you want to set your heat low, set it to 65 mm-hmm. while you're gone. And that's specific in our lease too. That That's the tenant's responsibility. If they don't leave that heat on when they go out of town during freezing months, that's on them, not on the landlord. Yeah. So there's just lots of things you have to think through when leasing a property. 
And it takes sort of the scariness out of it, it when does. someone else is handling it. Truly it truly does. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and I already said it, but you get what you pay for mm-hmm. in the property management realm. And also, if anyone has bought investment property out there and would like to sit down and talk about what this looks like, I'd be happy to sit down and talk to you. Just shoot me an email. Give me a call on the phone. I'm the biggest advocate for rental property. I think it's a great addition to your portfolio of investment. It's very different from stocks, mm-hmm. mutual funds, etc. I like it because, you know, if it all goes to hell in a handbasket and I have to put a tent on one of my rental properties and live there, <laughs> I can do that. You That's know, right. I can do that. So anyway, I feel like I have been on a monologue diatribe <laughs> and I have, <laughs> but Heather, do you have any questions or anything that you want to poke at me here? You know, this was really interesting. Some of the areas that I'm not too familiar with is the short term. Uh And so it's interesting to hear. I mean, I have talked to people who are very much interested in that. um, And I've referred them to some experts that we have in the office that do that themselves. Right. I mean, we have some agents in the office that are go-getters and they have Airbnbs and they are so knowledgeable with those areas. But the long term, I've, I've definitely helped some people with that. And I know you, you do that as well. So mm-hmm. I just love hearing about all aspects of it. Yeah. And, and I'm going to touch real quick on short term because short term is amazing. I mean, it's a great opportunity for someone if you have it in the right zoning. Mm-hmm. I know in most metros, there is specific zoning that your short term rental has to adhere to and you have to get a permit to have yes. short term rental. So you have to have both of those things. And the management is so different. The mm-hmm. tax structure is so different. So the Wilson Group Property Management, we do not have a short-term rental division because you get into housekeeping, you get right. into everything that a hotel has Feels to do. Feels like a hotel. It does. You have mm-hmm. to turn that property and you have to turn it quickly. If someone's leaving on a Sunday, their checkout Sunday at 11 and someone's checking in at three o'clock on mm-hmm. Sunday, you've got to turn that property. You've got to make sure the dishes aren't broken. You've got to make sure the coffee maker's working. Right. You know, there's just so much to it. So we do, we have some great people that we recommend, great companies that we recommend short-term rental management to, if that's the direction you want to go. Because I know, I mean, staying in a short-term rental is fun, mm-hmm. but when you go to a short-term rental, I went to one one time and we opened the dishwasher and it was like, just pond scum in the bottom of the dishwasher oh, no. and you open it up and oh my God, my face turned green. I, I felt the bile rise up in my throat. Oh, it was no. just like, oh, it was the worst <laughs> smell ever. So you don't want your guest at your Airbnb to experience that. Yeah. That's just too much but going on it's for me. Too yes. much, too yes. much. So, Find a good long-term renter is, is what I'm thinking. That's right. <laughs> but hey, we have a lot of people in this office that love it. Yeah. And, and that's why I say, said at the beginning of this podcast, Everyone's objective is different. Mm -hmm. So choosing a realtor who can really listen and help you get to what you want to do is very important because you need to be heard. And the great thing about any of it is if you get into it and you don't like it, we can sell it for you. Yeah. You know, we work with so many investors. We can just turn around and sell it for you, hopefully very quickly, very easily, and hopefully where you can make some money as well. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So... All right, guys, that's a wrap. So if anyone out there is thinking about investment property, email us, info at Wilson Group. Wait, no. Email us, <laughs> podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com. If you have any questions, any ideas that you'd like Heather and I to discuss on future podcasts, yeah, we'd love to hear that too. We 
just really, really pay attention to what y'all are saying to us. And we are so grateful for the opportunity to bring you this information. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right. Love where you live. The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full-service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.